Hello and welcome back to Dance Planning. Today we have a great episode. We are joined by a good friend of mine, Simone Murphy. Sim is a model, DJ, activist, and she appeared on Britain's Next Top Model in 2017. Known each other for many years now, and I thought she'd be a great guest. How I was so wrong. I'm kidding, of course. Sim's funny, she's super high energy, and this pod is definitely towards a more unhinged side. Spanning subjects from a treatment on Britain's Next Top Model, how to handle getting catcalled by men in the street, and her undying love for me. As well as usual fashion questions you all know and love, and also expect many jokes about Sim's age and how she's too old to be doing TikToks and how I look like I should be in my 40s. Enjoy this one. Are we starting? I'm getting nervous. <laughs> Good. Ah! Can we hold the silence for like no! 10 minutes longer? <laughs> so, 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 Danny. Hello. Simone. Hi. How do you two know each other? Do you want to start? Oh, it's my podcast. It's my ep- your podcast, but it's my episode. Shall I tell the story? Yeah, go for it. I when I had like a nine to five job, I worked in PR and Danny. You interned. I was an intern, but I got paid. <laughs> paid was, intern. It was one of the very rare paid internships in London, <laughs> and I got it. Um, but Danny, we had like a bar on Fridays, and Danny used to come in and mooch free beer, and that's how I know Danny. You can take the man out of Yorkshire. Can't take the Yorkshire out the man. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. And I mean, like, just jumping in here, like, you're both, like, tall, both, like, gorgeous. There was never, like, a little connection there? I knew, I I knew as soon as I agreed to this. I fucking knew. Anyway. No? (laughs) No, I thought not. Not on my side. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I really like being friends with Danny because he does mercilessly bully me for what seems like no reason. But it's he's like my only male friend where there's no weirdness from horniness, which I massively respect because everyone gets weird after a while. I'm going to say, though, I don't think that bullying's one way. Huh? I think that you bully him back. I could, you know, I can take it, but I have to dish it back too. That's how I was raised. <laughs> Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> do you want to quickly just tell us about this uh, hot rating thing that you do? Oh, yeah. He always asks to be included. <laughs> and he always gets <laughs> terrible figures. <laughs> Your audience hates me. <laughs> I don't know if they've worked out if we're friends or not. Because I sometimes get messages being don't like, I no, have. I love <laughs> I get messages just being like, no, I love him. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> send him my way. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you would ever say. You would say, send me the list of the people that voted hot. <laughs> Desperate. Man's got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Wise. Simone. Yes. What was your first job in the fashion industry? I worked at Hollister for three weeks when no I was... Way. I think about 19. I walked out. I hated it. You walked out? I walked out. I and that was it. the dream job. When back, was it? When you were 19, the, 20 years yeah, ago? You know, they moved, they got like a, wait, what the fuck did you say? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. Um, and before that, I'd been working in a bar, which had be, taught me to be really mouthy to my managers. Um, so I got told off for wearing one coat of mascara. And I was like, do you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> and just left. Really? And that was it. So I've always been like this, basically. Good lord. Yeah. We like this at school then. Yeah, I, I was. I got in a lot of trouble at school. I was very naughty. I can imagine. Yeah. And then fashion. Um, concession at Zadigan Voltaire in Harvey Nichols in Edinburgh when I was at university. So that's the first like fashion brand I worked for. And that was modelling. 
no, that was concession work at Harvey Nichols. What did I just say? Danny's never had a job before, so he doesn't understand the concept of that. I did manual labour at Driffield Skate Park. Uh, what was your connection to the Vixens? The what? Oh, the cheerleaders at Edinburgh University. I did it. I loved it. It was really nice. I didn't have a lot of friends in school. Um, and then I, in my first year of university... Can't see why. Fuck off. <laughs> and then I wanted to join in my first year of uni, um, but I was too shy to go to the... the the tryouts, I guess. But I did it my second year, and it's so nice because I had like a big group of friends, and it's really fucking intense. It's like a hard workout. Yeah. Um, we won, I hate we it. won national champions, and then European champions, and then my short-lived career as a cheerleader was over. Unlucky. The Vixens. Yeah. We know about them for one reason. Go on. You were on a TV show. I was. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was on your little casting reel. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so what was that? I was on Britain's Next Top Model, um, cycle eleven. Which was a nice number to be at because the the franchise holds weight and held weight when I moved to London, but because it was near the cancellation of the show, no one can find the episodes I was on. Yeah. So I, d- I don't have to live in fear that way. <laughs> so did you model beforehand? What made you want to try out, I guess? Um, so I was signed to an agency in Glasgow because there's none in Edinburgh. Uh, when I first started out, and then I left them to sign to an agency in Manchester because there's slightly more work and it's just a bigger city and there's they had to shoot all the econ there and there's more money to be made. And then a girl from my agency got on it and like she basically did quite well and she was booking all these jobs left, right and centre afterwards. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do that. So I applied. But, um, basically, when I was applying, I was really hungover because I'd been out the night before. <laughs> So I filled out the form and like put my picture and then you had to make this video and I was like, no, can't be arsed. Is this the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I just like, I stopped doing it. I was like, can't be bothered doing this. And they emailed me and they were like, we love you. Can you please make the video? And I was like, oh, well, I've obviously fucking got this. So yeah. I made my little video and then got it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst thing you experienced while doing it? How long was all it? All of it, all of it. <laughs> so how did you do on the, on the show? Where did you get to? I came fifth. I basically, my Out aim was six. to get on, fuck off Daniel <laughs> my aim was to go on the holiday and as soon as I got on the holiday I just like mentally crashed and burned basically and then I just sat around drinking for two weeks while they finished filming so I've never seen an episode of this okay how how does an episode go like what what do they make you do and who are the judges so the judges were Abby Clancy no way um Paul some oh my god I can't remember this photographer guy and this fashion writer and all of their names are escaping me right now I mean the only one that matters is Abby Clancy yeah, she slayed. Yeah. What was that for? Sorry, just fucking slayed. <laughs> Seen Simone for about half an hour now, and I've heard that about 16 times. If I don't say every five minutes, I'll die. Combust. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Episode. How's it work? Um, so, I get, well, the filming formula, I guess, is we would film, so a week would be every three days, and we filmed for two months straight. We had one day off in all of that. Meanwhile, bear in mind, you're not allowed any external stimuli. You're not allowed to watch TV, to watch films, to read books, no pen and paper, no radio. What? No, no, you're only allowed to talk to each other. And even when you're like traveling to and from places, you're not allowed to speak because they have to catch everything on camera. It's really fucked up. Um, like they will wake you up at different times every day. They will feed you at dif- different times every day. It's like psychological warfare to make you like, ha- like Good, have these fights. And honestly, like it was a like crazy experience and I'm glad that I did it, but I wouldn't do it again just because 
I don't know. I like there. There. I didn't really learn anything about modeling. It was. I learned a lot about how TV shows are made, especially reality TV. Yeah. Uh, got in a big fight with the uh, with the crew actually. <laughs> Go on. Night, because we, none of us were being dramatic enough. We were all like, "Girls support girls." Like, we're not gonna fight. So they got us all fucking plastered one night, <laughs> and they were trying to make us play like truth or dare and trying to make us fight. And I, like, I just went fucking ballistic at the crew. And I was like, you're all fucked in the head. Like, your souls are tar black. Like, how can you sleep at night making 18-year-old girls cry, you little freaks? And then I got, like, disciplined the next day. They're like, you can't do that. I was like, I was wasted. Like, that's your fault. Yeah. Like, you're not allowed to go to the bathroom by yourself. You have to be chaperoned. Like, someone stands outside the door. No way. I have never smoked more in my life because I just wanted two seconds to go outside. I spoke to my mom for five minutes in the whole two months. It was fucking weird. But yeah, great experience. I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> did anything come off the back of it then? Um, so I like, was confident enough to move to London after that. And I could use the name of the franchise to like get my foot in the door with like influencer events and stuff. So that's kind of how my social media career kicked off. I got a couple modeling jobs off the back of it, but it was for more like uh, like fast fashion kind of yeah. um Classic Love like, Island like coming for, out like, the villa. For, like brands for Huns, basically. Brands for what? Huns? For Huns. I think that's the polite way of saying Fiat 500. <laughs> I respect them deeply, but I'm not one of them. You're much worse. <laughs> much more terrifying. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're not a Hun, what, is, what was your fashion sense back then? So I don't really think I had found it as How such. How did it end up at New Rocks? <laughs> what? How did it end up at New Rocks? Um, small titty goth girlfriend is my vibe right now. <laughs> And what was it back then? <laughs> um, so back then, um, there was this sort of trend among influencers that was like very colorful, very over the top, quite festival fashion. And I got in with like this group of girls and they're all wonderful and they're all amazing called the Confetti Crowd. So we were essentially dressing like clowns and going to these, it was so fun. But I look back on these pictures and I'm like, oh my God, like I left the house looking like this. Um, but you know, it, eventually it evolved. I still take part of that style with me, but yeah, nowhere near as extreme. Where were you shopping for, the, for this clown uh, uh, costume? This was my first experience of gifting. Oh. So, a bit, yeah, so this is when I used to work with fast fashion brands, which I don't anymore. So, you know, like PLT and Misguided, and they would say, yeah, pick anything you want. And like, I'd never had this before. And I went crazy. Everything, I had like red vinyl jackets, like these weird, like mesh camo bodies. I don't know. It was nuts. It was a wild time. Mesh camo bodysuit? Camo, not camel. I said camo. <laughs> oh, sorry, your accent. <laughs> I hate when people say that to me. I'm so sorry I just said that. We actually did have someone commenting saying, I really would love to listen to the podcast. Without but I just can't Danny. understand your accent. <laughs> just splaining. Splaining. <laughs> so, okay, you're an influencer. Like yeah. then. I hate in, that word. No, that makes me no, cringe. Back then, yeah, now now you're a content creator. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. That's what I have to call it. <laughs> no, but back then you're an influencer, but you're also working um, in fashion PR. So, yeah. where are you gifting yourself? That's the main question. No, I only worked in fashion PR for. Um, probably the six months before I went completely freelance. Um, and I had a really good time doing it. Like I really enjoyed the structure of doing it. It was, I worked at a really cool place called Exposure. It was so nice to meet so many other like, like-minded individuals. And they had like a really youth culture vibe and they'd do the bar where Danny would- Really cling on to your youth. Because you're old as, you're old as fuck, yeah? I'm 28. <laughs> and I would like, to, the, I would like the record to state that I look much younger than Danny. <laughs> 
this, like, this is an audio only thing, so I'll actually verify that. Yeah, Danny looks about 45. When I met Danny, I thought he was in his 30s, and he was like, I'm 21. I was like, what? Yeah, it was a rough time doing PAQ. <laughs> Tough paper out. <laughs> Hate you all. Don't look at me, I'm supposed to say something now without fighting back tears here, Jordan. Should we get these tears up a bit more? What did you think of Danny then when you met him? I thought he was so cool. We would like, um, this, basically how I've made all my good friendships is finding like a little freak and standing in the corner <laughs> talking about memes. And that's all we do. <laughs> We'd like exchange like Twitter memes. And that's how we became friends really. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I, we were like, wait, you're on Twitter too? <laughs> oh my God. I was never, I never fully got into Twitter either. I was never, I just never had something to say. Like, Funny enough, you, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> you don't have to say anything to use it. You can just look at the jokes. That's pretty much all I did, wasn't it? How many times have people told you you have a face for radio since starting this podcast? Mm. Estimate, ballpark. Uh. Sorry, I'm not going to let you talk to him like this when uh, you, want, you wanted to go out of him, so... <laughs> Maybe not really anyone. I've literally seen comments saying it. It was by, it was from it was you, by me. Fucking <laughs> Jordan. It was from you. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Probably about 10 times from two people. <laughs> Both of you two sat around this table. I haven't said it once. I was just asking a question. So when you say you went freelance, yes. what, what does that mean? Were you doing social media or were you like PR freelance? I booked, basically on my lunch break like, from exposure, I was going to these modeling castings and I went to one and the queue was like three hours long. And I was like, Fuck this, I'm never modeling again, which is something I do every year around summertime. Um, so I put on Instagram, I was like, I'm fucking done. Go back to my desk login, and I had this email from Audio Technica saying, Hi, we'd love to book you for our global campaign. How much do you want? Um, Were you DJing at this point? Huh? Were you DJing at this point? I only started DJing in the last year. No. So how much did you ask for? I'm not telling you. That would be unsightly. But anyway, I didn't have to work for a really long time afterwards, so... Do you not think it's really important that there's a lot of young people who want to get into the fashion industry listen to this podcast and they don't know where to put markers on themselves? So a bit of transparency to... Basically, when you're deciding a rate, you have to look at the brand, the sort of budget you'd think they'd have, how much work you're putting into it, um, how many people are going to see the end product, and that's how you work out your rate. Double it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. You should always go in higher and then whistle it down. So I gave them this figure and they were like, yeah, okay, fine. I was like, fuck! <laughs> it is, that's really annoying when you do that. Yeah. When you're like, this is my rate. They go, cool. And you're like, oh. You're like, God damn it, I should have stuck another five on there. Yeah. Were you like modeling or were you modeling? No, I was like full-time modeling. I went, I moved to Cape Town for a while because... Um, so basically, when it's winter here, there's not a lot of work, but because it's Southern Hemisphere at the same time zone, all the European and American girls go and shoot in Cape Town. Every single car commercial you ever see is shot in Cape Town. So I did like a couple global campaigns there, came back to London, then I obviously had much more prestige behind me, could get even higher rates in London. What kind of brands? Um, I did... This is where I, my car knowledge is going to really... But you did cars? I basically. did a car advert, like a global one. Oh my God, I can't remember who it is. Citroen. I did a Citroen advert. Mm. Um, and what, what were you doing? Can you give us a little play-by-play? -play? I, I had to run on a beach at one point, which was really hardcore, actually. I was running and they were like filming me with a drone. And I'd have to run 100 paces, like sprint. And they were like, yeah, great, let's go from the top. And they did that about seven times. And I'm in Cape Town. It's fucking hot. We uh, attempted to, while you were running on the beach, we attempted to shout, help, my Citroen's broke down. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is that I can't drive. <laughs> so they had Sick. like a stunt double. <laughs> and obviously you're quite tall. Yeah. Like, were you doing any like 
fashion, like high fashion. Oh, like runway. Yeah. I worked out pretty pretty early on in my career that because I always had wanted to be like I want to be like rail thin and do Gucci and blah, blah, blah. and then I realized um, by doing commercial work I could actually um, afford to be alive and also eat um, so yeah. yeah so I went down the commercial avenue and it's served me very well I think that is what people don't really see it's all the high end brands yeah. are prestigious to pay. work for they, but you, they don't pay. You, know, you do like a fucking Louis Vuitton catwalk and you get paid 200 quid and you have to sit in a room inside all day like getting your hair pulled and your eye poked with makeup brushes. I mean, it's like, it's obviously great to do, like once you get to a certain level, but for for the majority of people, if you want to have like a real career where you can like afford to live in like a major city and eat, you have to... Sacrifice it with other Yeah, other I, I, like, I like doing commercial. It's way more fun. Um, there's a lot less stakes and yeah, you get to travel and do cool stuff. How tall are you? I am 5'10 and a half, but to my agencies, I am 5'11. Oh, because you're in... I'm in... Uh, is naked, it New Rock? These naked are Naked Wolves, yeah. So you're in about two-inch platforms. I'd give these maybe a three. That's a bold choice of <laughs> shoe for such a tall lady. Yeah, I like being taller than men because I don't get harassed in the street. Yes, you do. I've seen your Instagram. <laughs> I know, but it helps if I'm dressed a little bit scary. <laughs> Well, like Batman. Yeah, look, I, I guess. I don't know. Men, men are less likely to fuck with you if you're taller than them. It's just fucking bizarre, isn't it? I can't just... leave my house without getting something said to me by a man. So I, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be taller than them. So I can look at their fucking bald spots. Like <laughs> I can look at that, oh. that little hairline. <laughs> I told you, stop fucking insulting Danny. <laughs> I just, it's so funny, like my immediate go back now, because no matter how good a guy's hairline is, he's still insecure about it. So if a man comes up and says something horrible to me, I go, nice fucking hairline, and they're, and they run away. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> how, how hard are you? Because you're Scottish, you're tall, you got these big shoes on, and you're like, it's all, it's all, men. It's all an act. I'm, oh, a, I'm, really? a, I'm a little baby. I'm, I'm doing the little simp fingers. You can't see them. <laughs> Yeah, because that's a microphone you pointed about. <laughs> <laughs> they know what I mean. So, obviously, you've been through many jobs. Did your fashion style change much through the years? Um, no, I think I, I kind of, the way I dress now, I think of it as how I would have wanted to dress when I was 16 if my parents had let me buy the ridiculous little outfits that I wanted. So, with all those trends that you went through, yes. what would be the most embarrassing either fit or trend that you're a part of? I don't know if you've seen it. on. I sometimes post it on my main. There's a picture of me when I was about 18, and I just look so Scottish. I have, like, this backcombed hair. I have foundation lips. My eyebrows are so skinny. Um, I'm wearing a dead mouse T-shirt with the sleeves cut off with a leopard print bra. I'll give you this picture. Um, and, like, tiny little shorts, and I'm going out to, like, the Oons Oons Club. <laughs> Very Drake's new album. Very Drake's new album. I hear. I'm not going to listen to a nonce, personally. So. Good lord. Mm. Fair play. Are we quitting that? <laughs> no. I'll be honest with you, I don't think there's any chance of Drake coming on this podcast, so... I beg to differ. Oh. So moving on to the present. Simone Murphy, what have you been up to? God, what haven't I been up to? Um, so, I guess since... So at the start of lockdown, actually, let's start there. That's a good story. Yeah. I had just moved to Bali with one of my many, many ex-boyfriends. Oh, cool. I got stuck in Bali for the first four months of the pandemic, which sounds real nice. Was it meant to be a holiday? No, we moved there. And like I'd found this modeling agency in Sydney and we were going to just like travel 
and dot about a bit and use Bali as a kind of base. And then they locked down the country borders and I realized within about a week and a half that I fucking hated him. No way. It was not, because you'd think like being, I keep saying to people I was stuck in Bali and they're like, oh, poor you. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I taught myself how to drive a moped so I could get away from him. (laughs) I can't drive. (laughs) No way. Yeah. So anyway, I got, we got flown home by the British government. I went back to Scotland and I broke up with him on FaceTime the day I got back. Um, and then I did lockdown at my parents' house for three weeks. And I was like, I can't take this. Get me back to London. Moved back to London, moved in with my bestie. Um, and then we were like, we were so skint for a year in lockdown. And that's when I started making TikToks. <laughs> Downhill from there. I feel like that's when everyone started making TikToks. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was lucky because I, um, I have a younger sibling that's firmly a Gen Z. Um, so I was slightly ahead of the curve. Unlike which- you being a boomer. <laughs> I'm like you looking like a boomer. <laughs> Touche. Um, so I started making them. I guess, actually, that was when I was in Bali and I started posting them. And I guess because Instagram was pushing their new video content, I kept Gosh. blowing up. Like I kept taking millions and millions and millions of views. And I, I felt really embarrassed to post them. And I was kind of just doing it so my friends could have a little giggle. But people liked them. So I've kept making them. And my following, like. Doubled in two months. It was nuts. You are currently on 5.6 million likes. That's, that's actually terrifying. That's fucking crazy, isn't what, it? What's the first one that blew up then? Um, ooh, I think it was one about how when you stand up too fast, you faint if you have anemia. Just relatable content, you know? Same sis. <laughs> Floridix boys. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember one, uh, you put your sibling in a box and you pushed them down the stairs. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was, what was the caption or what was the... Oh, That was funny because I had made that one a long time ago before I posted it on Instagram because that was like a much earlier TikTok trend. So when I posted it to Instagram, because no one our age was on TikTok back then, they were like, like, shut up. (laughs) Um, Don't make me lose my train of thought. I have ADHD. Um, Because no one had seen the trend. Everyone's like, wow, you're so funny for coming up with that. I was like, thanks. (laughs) Because what was the thing? It was like... You just you get rid of all the negativity in my life, something yeah, like that. Something so you like that, and then it's packed your sibling in a box and, and threw him down the stairs. Chucked him down the stairs at my parents' house. Very witty, very original. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Classic. And so, when when did you really make that switch from Instagram to TikTok? I think I still use Instagram more because, yeah, firmly in the millennial camp, I would say in that sense, I do enjoy it more. TikTok, I used a lot more during the pandemic for like sort of just doom scrolling my days away. Yeah. I now find I'm actually I'm not as good at making TikToks unless I have a lot of downtime and I can just sit and watch it. Um, Forgive me for saying for describing this way. Yeah. But I feel like on TikTok. You're a shit poster. Yeah, it's like anything and everything. I am like, a shit poster. I'm yeah. a shit poster on Twitter. I'm a shit. Po- I actually I shit post on Instagram, but there's just like but, sexy pictures in between, so no one. Yeah, but your Instagram, you've got a really good format where you'll yeah. do a photo, then a meme, then a photo, then a meme, and it gets a little shareability well, factor. I heard that um, they didn't care about likes and comments anymore. It was to do with saves and shares. So I was like, I'll just put in the stuff that I think is funny. And it just it just really took off. And it's so funny because now if I don't post them, if I'm doing like a paid post, people are like, where are the memes? I came here for the memes. And I'm like, oh, my God. But even sometimes <laughs> brands let you do it, don't me. they? They just want the jokes. <laughs> sometimes they still let you put them in. I swear you've done branded content yeah, with some of them sometimes in. Sometimes they ask for me to like find ones that are like not too offensive. <laughs> Have you ever been asked to post like really shitty brand jokes? Not yet. I don't think I would. I think that would be too cringe. I mean, I embarrass myself a lot online, but that would be too You managed to embrace the cringe. Yeah, um, 
what's it? I am cringe, but I am free. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about like brands being on TikTok then? I sometimes I really like it, and sometimes I find it a bit too much. Like the brands that do it well, I think are like, have you seen Duolingo's TikTok? Yeah, account? fantastic. That's my favorite TikTok account. Like, yeah, that shit has me crying. <laughs> like, they've really them. embraced the owl. Like. Yeah, and they've really just let them do whatever they want. Because there was this that meme a couple years ago about like do a lesson to keep Duo happy. And everyone was like, please don't hurt my family. Please don't bring my kneecaps. And they really just ran with it. And it's worked so well. And I think it's so funny. Um, do you guys remember Amanda Bynes when yeah, she was canceled for saying, um, I want Drake to murder my vagina? Oh my God. But that was a couple of years ago. But now I feel like you could just tweet that even from yeah. a brand page and they, everyone would be like, yeah. yes. <laughs> so it's, it's so weird to see the evolution of how shit posting has gone on the internet. If there's a brand that you could be in charge of their PR, who would it be? Who do you reckon? I think Crocs. I, do you reckon? Like, me and Crocs have, um, they send me a lot of Crocs. <laughs> Funny enough. I have about seven pairs of Crocs. They sent me this weird little like Croc demon thing. It was like this wee guy. I remember. And I, they didn't pay me, but I was like, I am making content out of this little freak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jordan's about to say about me. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I posted, I was like, what the fuck is this? And they replied going, girl, that's your new pet. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. Um, but I think like they- Do can... they ever say, here's Crocs content, we want it in two days, make it snappy? No. <laughs> I hate you so much. I actually think it like takes a certain amount of wit to be able to think of these dad jokes. Oh man, yeah. I need to fan myself. I'm getting real fucking Getting sweaty. flustered from that. <laughs> I love a witty man. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, Woo! menopause, innit? <laughs> <laughs> Although that would really take away my worries of getting pregnant. <laughs> Good lord, you have to shag to get pregnant. No, you're so true. <laughs> I'm really in my asexual era at the moment. <laughs> what have you posted that you were worried was going to get you cancelled? Because I do think you sort of go I that line and what line? Well, sometimes um, if my engagement's looking bad, I'm like, hmm, I'll just say I hate all men. Oh, and, then, and then I do, and they're all like, you fucking bitch. And I'm like, watching the numbers come in. I'm like, yes, <laughs> give me. Very serious question. Yeah. What man do you hate more than any other man? Oh, really good question, actually. Um, I'm well. I obviously I'm very well known for not being a fan of the government. Let's go. Let's go, Boris. It's an easy answer, but it's a true answer. Go on then. Maybe maybe give us a few more and uh, reasons. Okay. What about Elon Musk? Old Musky. I think these are all too obvious for me. If I'm honest with you, I want a left field choice from. Oh, okay. Um. Because you know we hate Trump. We hate Elon no, Musk. No, true. You're right. We're all left wing here. I, aren't I, we? I, want, I want you to educate us. Uh, Speak for yourself, love. Charlie Puth. <laughs> He once sent me the horniest message on Raya, and I've just hated him ever since. Can you read it out now? I, I don't think I had. This was, this was years ago. But then, the, do you remember there was that joke? Did you see him again? <laughs> I'm going to assume that's one of his songs. <laughs> there is this joke. Someone made up a fake article about him telling his manager that he was Hungies. Oh. <laughs> so then I matched with him again, and I just wrote Hungies, and he immediately unmatched me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd quite like that. No, nope, didn't like it. Didn't like it one bit. Also, I, ju I just think he queer baits and is like too overtly horny online. I don't know. He's, yeah, not for me. One person who's loved that you hate and one person who you love that everyone hates. Oh, so you've put me on the spot. My brain has gone to soup. It's too much negativity happening here. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, I mean, that, that way. You guys are answering, the, you guys are asking the questions. 
Yeah, I know, and I'm about to bring it up a little bit, is oh, what I'm trying to say. Let's do it. You're a big, like, not pop, but, you know, like, pop fan. Yeah. yeah. Who are some females that you pedestal, you idolise? Kylie, yeah, Kylie, Peggy Goo, Charlie XCX. Lord? I do like Lord a lot. <laughs> I think Lord's shushing video and then he <laughs> I wish she'd shushed us at Primavera. I saw her twice in one week. At the nail salon? <laughs> yes, don't do the nail salon. <laughs> See, I get it. Yeah. I'm Gen Z now. I'm one of you. She's very you, millennial. <laughs> She's very millennial. She's like of the Tumblr era. Yeah. I feel like the festival last week was quite Tumblr. Sky Ferreira played. That was very cool. She came on stage and just sort of shrugged for the first 10 minutes and ar- visibly argued with her band, said they were skipping the first song and went into the rest of the set. It was very cool, actually. It was like performance art, I thought. What is real anymore? Yeah. Uh, was that the one that f- uh, Florence and the Machine were playing at? Or was it just Florence on her own? No. But she was oh, fantastic. Maybe they were, I don't know. Florence. Is it Florence Welsh? Florence Welsh, yeah. Yeah. yeah she lives on my road. Does she? she? Yeah. Where do you live? In what? Camberwell. I don't like Florence Machine. No, but she did uh, Dog Days Are Over live and she's a phenomenal singer. Oh, yeah. That's a bit banshee. I, I like also, like, trends will come and go and she's always just wearing some sort of dress that makes her look like she's in a cult. How old is she? I don't know. Why are you so obsessed with older women? I thought you were obsessed with him and he turned you down. <laughs> In my defence, I thought it was 38. <laughs> Ooh. Fair enough. Before my hat era. <laughs> she was looking down at me in those new Oh rocks. my God, you are, you are the Steve Vesemi me. Now you've got a hat. Like, hello, <laughs> hello, 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 young kids. Skateboard under me out. It's now a surfboard. I didn't realise that was from 30 Rock and I was watching it and that scene came on and I, I lost my mind. I was like, it's like from the meme from the internet. You know, when they say the, the, the film name in the film, I was like, oh. It's like you're doing the Leonardo DiCaprio thing. We're like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what do you like to watch? Um, I, I'm not really like big on watching TV series. I'm not like other girls, Stranger Things. <laughs> I, I have not watched Stranger Things. I have this thing, I think it's because of my um, ADHD, I can't commit to watching long shows and if everyone else is telling me to watch it, I simply can't. I, I don't, feel that. I don't want it. I've never seen Breaking Bad, I've never seen Stranger Things, all those other ones, I just, I don't care for them. I'll probably watch them one day and be like, wow, this is great, why didn't I, why didn't I get into this at the time? Yeah, I'm a bit shit with series and that yeah. but i really enjoyed those too but i watched them years ago breaking bad is what i got netflix for love that yeah i watched stranger things because charlie heaton's in it and he's from like next town along and then the only other thing i've properly watched was tiger king and about other than that i, I really had watched dengue fever in bali while i was watching that so it feels not real you would what i had dengue fever what the fuck is that <laughs> It's, <laughs> That's what his face when he said that. It's a disease you get from mosquitoes. You remember, you remember Danny's only holiday in the last 13 years was when we took him to France last week. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I've been abroad with BAQ, but fucking hell, that wasn't, that was not a holiday. <laughs> what are you working on now? Like, are you working with any cool brands? Oh. What can we expect from you? Yeah, well, I just started DJing in the last year. I picked that up in lockdown. It's something I always wanted to do. I used to help run these techno nights back in Edinburgh when I was at university. Pure hundred gex. That's PC music. It's different, Daniel. Oh, Italo disco. <laughs> that's a different thing again. Oh. <laughs> See, you have to start listening to music that's not from 70 years ago and maybe you'll catch up. Reliving your youth. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, very good. So what do you DJ? Um, so I started off playing a lot of like house disco but i've um been playing a lot of events recently and i feel like i'm moving more into this like new garage space you're looking at me like none of this makes sense you're in the garage space (laughs) 
Well, um, there's just sort of been like this uprising, especially within the UK scene, I think with like off the back of Pink Panthers and stuff. Everyth- everything yeah, she invented. George, <laughs> that's how Garage came about. Yeah, she, yeah. Pink Panthers. <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're old enough to remember Garage the first time, so don't say Pink Panthers invented it. <laughs> I love them. I, I'm so much older than you're that. You're older than me. How old are you? Uh, how old do you think I am? Mm, younger than Danny, definitely by yeah, exactly. eyeballing it. <laughs> You started DJing like four years after it was cool last year. Um, so how did you get into it? What made you finally pick up a set of decks? Well, I'd always wanted to do it, but I didn't have a lot of confidence to learn because it's very, um, I don't know, it's quite a male-centric industry, I suppose. And I, one of my like fashion icons, I suppose, is Peggy Goo. I just think she, she's like my bi-panic. I don't know if I want to be her or be with her. She's terrifying and so cool. <laughs> um, but like seeing her do so amazingly in the world of DJing and she's not only like a DJ, but she also is like a brand. And I just thought it was really aspirational. I was like, to finally see someone else doing it, I was like, hey, maybe that's something that I could finally do. So I got myself like a little controller, which um, is like kind of like starter decks. They're not like a real set of decks. You plug them into your computer, you can mix and play around. Taught myself, started booking a couple of gigs. And I guess it's lucky because I had a following. So my career is going really, so you stepped on all the people who've been doing this for a long time. Says you starting a podcast with your fucking following on Instagram. Shut Says your you mind. for coming on to it. <laughs> well, yeah, so basically I've been booking cool shows and I did a Mix Mag article and I got viciously torn apart in the comments because there's a bunch of fucking incels that read it. Why? What? Cause They're I, like, I oh my God, a model, amazing. you have no brain cells. Blah, blah, blah. But then I made a TikTok of all the hate comments and now Mix Mag loved me because they thought it was funny. <laughs> right. uh, Everything is content. <laughs> so you you came into DJing. Yeah. Obviously not in a bad way. It was more, would you, your original goal was to be able to do events and be able to do music. Yeah. Did you do it with festivals in mind? Or no. Or just a bit of lockdown so, fun? That's a really good question. I, so I was always going to these influencer parties and I was like, if I, all I need to do is get good enough to play influencer parties and I can make pee. Yeah. Um, so I started, so that was like my aim. But then by doing that, I guess because people were sharing me online, I was sharing my progress myself. So I getting loads of interest from like actual DJs and now I'm playing like raves and I've, I've been asked to play like headline shows, which I'm a bit too scared to do still. I feel like it's it in practice, but um, I bought my big boy decks in Christmas time with a check I got from the George Asler Christmas campaign. <laughs> Get it. But yeah, um, so like I've got them set up in my room. Like it's fun. Like when we're like drinking with friends, we'll like all chill and like I'll teach them to mix and we have a really good time. And it's just... It's something that I find so much more rewarding and fun. It's kind of like the feeling of, you know, when you're in the car and you put on a song and everyone's like, this fucks. Yeah. That's the job. That's all this you're doing. Fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. It's the best feeling in the world. And I get really nervous before shows because I'm, I don't like come off as a shy pe- person to people I know. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> but I like, in, like, before doing something like that, I get really nervous and like self-conscious. So I almost get this like double adrenaline rush at, at the end. Yeah. Like recently I played... Um, the Street's 20th anniversary. Yeah, original Pirate Material 20th anniversary. That went fucking off. It was insane. It was so How did you sweaty. prepare for that? Before you went on, <laughs> what do you do? Um, basically... Um, Basically, I took a fucking beta blocker before I went on because I was so scared. The so hard stuff. I, 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 I can't drink before my sets. Now. I've like DJ drunk before I played the box and they were just feeding me free alcohol. I had no idea how I was still mixing. I was so hungover, I threw up in a tortilla the next day. <laughs> not, like, not like in the tortilla, but like the restaurant chain. <laughs> What's the end goal? Um, you playing Glass Day? 
I'm not going. I really want to go. I'm trying to get on someone's guest list. I'm doing. I'm doing my blinkiest eyes at all the men I know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is that is that the goal? We're going to see you on pyramid stage in like two years. I well, I would love to play. And your dead mouse shirt. <laughs> yeah, my fucking backhoe hair. <laughs> go back to back with dead mouse. Is he still going? I know he is. He's just in a very different realm of music. Yeah, I think. Could you imagine? Yeah, I've seen him play before when I was like. 16 when he still wore like the big the headpiece yeah he fucks yeah yeah that always dead mouse <laughs> yeah. um no i don't know like what the end goal is it's kind of it's really exciting because i it's all very new and it's happening quite fast so i'm just saying yes to everything and i'm working on some beats and teaching myself to produce um oh. which is really fun um and i'm just getting to meet really cool people and I never realized that music was something I was so passionate about. And now that I'm letting myself do it, and I'm not scared that people are going to think I'm cringe or whatever. I'm having just, well, I already know I'm cringe. So they can, <laughs> your words can't hurt me. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just like letting myself have fun with it. And it's been fucking wicked. Who would be your dream feature on one of your tunes? Ooh, Kylie Minogue. It's got to be. I live for her. Do you know she's damned me a couple of times? Has she? Yeah. Saying? Just nice Stop stuff. Stop following me. <laughs> What other female DJs, who who should we be listening to? Who should we be booking for our festival that we're throwing? There's, I mean, there's so many cool people coming up in, like, the alt music scene, especially in Australia. Um, I've got a friend called Dane. She, she doesn't DJ, but she makes, like, quite, like, it's, like, nightcore, emo, hyperpop, and she's sort of, like, Charlie XCX's muse. She's fucking cool. She gets on stage, and she moves around like Gollum, and she does, it's, like, kind of screamo, kind of electronic. No, goblin mud. No, truly, it's, um, oh, goblin mud is over now. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the Jimmy Kimmel thing? They tried to make a funny joke, so now it's, it's shelf life is done. Good lord. Um, yeah, so she's sick. Uh, Nina Jirachi, we love. She's also Australian. Um, I just, I'm, like... I only I mostly listen to women. Obviously, Peggy, she's just phenomenal. My mm, Jane Coles, I saw recently. She was very cool, very Berlin. Um, Matt goes to Bergheim often. I got rejected. Really? Yeah, I didn't get in. Not for the first time. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Why did you do that? It was so obvious he was about to do it. I know, but you know, we have to give him a little bit of hope. He's been really beaten down by us in this podcast. We need to give him his little moment. <laughs> so with your activism, you're very, uh, very vocal. Yes. You use your platform for the greater good. And uh, on the fashion side of it, you release t-shirts saying, I have got to get sexier. And get the proceeds, sexier. the proceeds went to... Um, so that was just after the Sarah Everard attack. So I wanted to donate it to basically that campaign fund. And they said that they had enough money for all their lawyers. So it actually it got pushed towards um, d victims of domestic abuse, specifically um, like black victims of abuse. So uh, it's really cool because they like I still get updates because I donated. So I get updates. I actually got one like yesterday. So they're trying to pass this law that just sort of gives women this power against domestic abuse because also like the, the statistics you will learn by being in those kind of circles like a lot of the domestic abuse victims are all police it's a cab forever for me but will this be like a recurring thing then if you're if you're going to go for v2 could you see yourself doing more like i would love to i think it'd be cool i think at the moment i um i'm just trying to do merch and i can give like a little cop um but like it would be really cool if in the future it could grow to something bigger. I have I don't have any plans for it at the moment, but I mean you're you're quite like a multifaceted person at the moment. I have you've, got, you've got like lots of <laughs> no, but you've got like lots of things going on, you know. Like cause I, I see you get quoted a lot in regards to um, you know talking about activism. Uh, you're obviously doing a lot of work on social media in regards to with brands and 
your music's really sort of like taking off. Mm-hmm. Are you stepping away from like fashion modeling or is it something that you think that's always going to be in your life? I don't know. Um, recently I've become very frustrated with modeling. Um, and I think it's something that I'm kind of ready to say goodbye to in the like traditional sense of modeling. Um, I think it's probably some, always something I'll do because especially being in the public eye, like you're always doing shoots and promotional stuff. Um, but I don't think like I will be lining up three hours for a casting to have someone say no in my face <laughs> anytime soon. You, you're still a fashionable person. You still are interested in fashion. I love fashion, yeah. And like, who do you love at the moment? What brands? Where are you shopping? Ooh, well, I, um, I, I'd say my favorite brand is probably All Saints. They have been my favorite brand since I was like... I don't know. In high school, I'd always beg my mum for all sorts stuff, and now I get to work with them on a really close level, which is so cool. Um, but like, I, I'm really trying to just like do thrifting and charity shopping. I went to LA in November, and I'd heard that the thrifting there was so good, so I took an empty suitcase and just like hit up every single Goodwill, and they are they they are sitting on an untapped gold there. I was getting Calvin Klein heels for $10. Like, it's great. I, I came back with a packed full suitcase. Can I ask you a question? Go on. Because I hear people say, I took an empty suitcase. Mm-hmm. Did you actually take an empty suitcase? Because why, why would you not just buy a new suitcase out there? So I took um, like my little carry-on suitcase and then I took the big suitcase with my toiletries in it. Because I was there for two weeks. I need my skincare, baby. They always say it's... Who is they? It was AJ Tracy <laughs> that told me. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Tracy told me I love that he didn't try and name drop there I fair play to him AJ Tracy told me it's cheaper to buy a suitcase out there and ship it back than it is to bring it as extra luggage I'm sure that's probably true I don't think AJ Tracy needs to worry about uh, 70 <laughs> quid though <laughs> Yeah, very true but it's quite quite good to, to know in future if, like, if you've got a massive haul and you're like you know what let's go grab some more shit yeah I think I did bring some stuff I needed to bring some like liquidy stuff from home so yeah. So you had gifting, you've had thrifting, you've had obviously buying stuff normally. Yeah. So you're having a big night in. Your Smirnoff ice goes all over your decks. My white claw. <laughs> your white claw all over your decks. Your house sets on fire. You can save one item of clothing. What would it be and why? So I always said to myself when I started making enough money to be able to afford them comfortably, I would get myself a pair of tabby boots. Nice. So I bought them. I think I've worn them about twice. Like they literally sit in my room in the Margeo box, like a piece of art. Like I just look at them and I'm like, fucking smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> so probably those. <laughs> so yours would be sentimental. Yeah, I think so. And price-wise, in fairness. Also, I, if my house was on fire, I've got a pet rabbit. He would be the first priority. Close. Close. <laughs> we did this. Get, this did get brought up on the Torah podcast. Do you have the official tabby socks? No, I um. <laughs> I've got a pair of socks and just cut like a little toe bit, so I have my toes like sweat together. <laughs> oh. That's <laughs> yeah. all me and my flatmate communicate by. And then it's so, because we live in a building in Primrose Hill, so it's all like really like old proper people. And then when we're just in our flat blasting K pop going, hi ass, to each other through the walls. Can I get up? Hi <laughs> Man, I was like, how did I get into this? <laughs> Does he pay you? It's like being a bear guy. <laughs> Do you know the, the piss guy from Burkine died? He died. Yeah, he died. No, he reinvented himself and dyed his hair blonde. <laughs> yeah, he died. His hair blonde. <laughs> Are you recording? That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, he died, but apparently it wasn't piss related, but I think it might have been. Have you ever pissed on him? I have a f- 
<laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, I heard you had, about... and now it looks like you're in trouble. <laughs> Get out. Okay, <laughs> should, should we crack on with this podcast? Then, yes, yeah? please. Piss off, guys. Is, is everyone going to take that joke, or are we just going to move on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we should move on. Fuck out of here. It's like having a little teenager. Oh, except he looks 47. I, just, I can't believe I ever thought he was 56. It's crazy. <laughs> Soon she'll get me onto her age, so it'll be all right. Simone Murphy. Yes. You've gone from modelling yeah. to Instagram yeah. to TikTok. Yeah. And now you're on the medium-sized screen. You are going to... I guess it's streaming service, isn't it? Yeah. So I would say the big screen, but well, that's... Well, it's, it's all up in the air at the moment. So basically, we've been filming this really cool little show called PGTV. We filmed a pilot... Um, it was a lot of fun to do. Um, and it is basically they're trying to make it like T four or Top of the Pops, but for Gen Zs. Who who's who's we and who are they? Who are they? Who is they? Is this AJ Tracy again? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it is locked on records. They basically have self-funded the project. We had like Netflix came down to watch, the BBC Brilliant. came down to watch. And it's basically just like a music show. It's 10 minutes. It's currently online. Um, I don't know where it's going to end up. It would be really cool if it... I don't know. Do people still watch TV? It'd be cool if it made it to like streaming like Netflix or something. Yeah. Um, Basically, we've made this product and you can go watch it on YouTube. It's really fun. We have Diaz on the first episode and we have Baby Queen, um, my bestie Baby Queen, on the second episode. And they play two of their songs and I, I sort of act camp in a gown for the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. Like the set design was incredible. It looks like this little like alien world. Um, it was like, they did it really high value. So I'm really hoping something comes from it. And it's also nice for me because I love just getting to talk shit about music. How did, you, how did you get involved in that then? They found me. It was so weird. I was doing that um, manifestation from TikTok that I don't chase, I attract. And then like I got an email being like, hi, we're making this new music TV show. We want someone as the host. We don't want anyone else. And I was like, no way. I was like, damn, this shit works. This shit is bussing. <laughs> this manifestation shit bussing. Aren't you too old to be saying that? No, there you go, kids. You know, you don't actually have to work hard. Just put a TikTok out there and it will happen. Just exactly. be sexy online. No, just be sexy. Sexy and unhinged. Yeah, like, that's like my whole thing. Is it is it live then, or is it like a Top of the Pops where it's pre-recorded? It's so funny because I thought up until um, the week of, because no one had told me anything, of course, that I, it was going to be live. And I've never hosted anything or presented anything. I was getting kind of nervous. And then I, it's pre-recorded, but with a live audience. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was so much fun. Like I had like a little glam team. I was wearing uh, Saint Laurent. Um, yeah, it was real nice. Um, but we just had so much fun making it. Uh, two of my best friends are the creative directors, Bo and Flo. Um, so we just had so much fun getting to be weird and arty and having free reign because it wasn't by a brand. It was like self-funded so we could kind of go as out there as we wanted to. And where can we watch that then? You said it's online. Yeah, so that's on YouTube. If you type in PGTV Music, it will come up. Um, I do recommend watching it because it's really short and it's just, it's a lot of fun. And who do you want to get on there? Um, oh. Who do I fancy? The thing is, I love dating musicians. So oh <laughs> I'm like, I can use it as my own personal Tinder. <laughs> um, I don't know. Who do I fancy at the moment? Uh, he's a DJ. I know who <laughs> I just don't know what he looks like. Uh, I don't know. I was, <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> let, let me show you some DMs later. <laughs> Good. I think there's a question about DMs, actually. Go on. No, no. In the audience section. Can we bleep out his name? I'll be embarrassed if it comes out. <laughs> nope. Please. <laughs> I quite aggressively slid in his DMs, so I think he knows anyway. Aggressively? Yeah. How, do you, how do you slide into DMs? What is your technique? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm quite shy when it comes to that stuff, so I have to be very drunk to do it. And also, a lot of the time, my best friend Yana ghostwrites a lot of my <laughs> slides. Because <laughs> I get too embarrassed. What's that success rate? Pretty good, actually. I've got Is a- that because you're hot, though, rather than yeah. the, the DM being good? <laughs> I think so. so. <laughs> I actually have a really good opener that works a lot um, on it. dating apps. You, you just say, you have a nice face. I don't know if it's good or if... Uh, yeah. No, I think it's good. Well, it's worked every time for me. Yeah, you're hot. It doesn't count. Do you know what Magnus is, is, which is brilliant? Go on. He has in his bio, I am the second worst star sign. And he gets loads of messages of people trying to guess. Oh, that is good. We, we spoke about this on the pod. It's not out yet. It's coming out. And What star sign is he? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There you go. So, so I'm now going to message him. I saw you Burger King, but what star sign are you? I'm just going to steal the line, I think. So, okay, what would impress you? I I do read a lot of my DMs, which is crazy because I get so many hate messages. Um, so, so can everyone send us some nice ones then, please? Yeah, please. That'd and be so nice. So how are we doing it? What are we sliding in with? Oh, Apart um, from you have a nice face. Yeah. That just, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Be in a band or something. That will work. What has been your favourite hate message? Nothing like, oh. nothing ruthless, but like something that's made you laugh where you're like, shit, that was a par. I got one during uh, the last election where someone went, you're, <laughs> no, you're crazy, you're more left than Lennon. And I loved that. John Lennon was left. Oh my God, read a book. <laughs> it's not in the Very Hungry Caterpillar. What's more attractive, yeah. a musician mm-hmm. or a podcaster? <laughs> Next question. What's, okay, what's less attractive, a Love Island star or a footballer? Oh, we are, we ask really big questions here. I'm in like my like asexual era, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so I think I would just carry on doing that. (laughs) Yes, my choice. I'm on antidepressants. Be nice to me. (laughs) She has a nice face. (laughs) I do. I really do. (laughs) Bit old, but (laughs) sure it was. (laughs) What's worse, a YouTuber or a podcaster? Uh, a YouTuber, hundred percent. Get it. You made it. (laughs) Thank you. Hundred um, percent. YouTubers just have this like sort of chaotic evil energy about them. Thank you. Oh God, you were on YouTube. Sorry. I was both. <laughs> Are you now not on YouTube as well? Well, hopefully not for much longer. <laughs> we'll see. People have been sliding your DMs. Yeah. But we don't care about them. No. We care about you. Okay. Thanks. What else you got going on? Summertime is my favourite. I think London is the best city in the world during summer. I've got a couple of festivals coming up. And then after summer, like in the wintertime, I get really bad seasonal depression. So I try... Same this. Yeah. A little I, bit of sad. A little bit of that. But I, um, last year, I still got a bit down, but I was trying really hard to just focus on like a lot of creative projects to keep me going through the months. And that's kind of when like my DJing evolved. So I'm going to probably use that time to start working a bit harder on producing music. Summer clothes or winter clothes? Summer. Such as? Who, who do you want to give some shine to? Um, a few of my friends have really cool festival brands. I'm going to shout out Easy Tiger and Shop Fluffy at the moment. They're by the besties. What kind of stuff? Uh, they're very colourful. They're very much festival wear. I know that they're trying to move into a bit more ready-to-wear stuff, but that's very cool. Um, what are you wearing today? Um, so basically, my like style inspired... Have you ever played the game Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Tifa Lockhart. I can't remember it. That was, that was funny. That's really old. It was my cousin's before it was mine. <laughs> like a chunky shoe, like a little black skirt, just some sort of like small tiny top. Um, and then I'm just serving face. Bear in mind today it is 33 degrees as well. So it's not as if it's like, yeah. is this a regular outfit for you? 
I would say so. I, I mean, generally, I would wear a jacket because, again, the catcalling in the street is just... Do you know, the more I travel, again, the more I realize that British catcalling is actually the worst. <laughs> no, like, by, like, a country yeah. mile. Britain just is the worst for everything. No, it's true. <laughs> like, this is how we are living on Garbage Island. <laughs> Even in New York, they're, like, they're a bit more, like... You look beautiful, and you're still like, fuck off. They're like, oh, like, girl, you got a nice face. Yeah, but here they're like, suck my knob, and you're like, ah! <laughs> I might use that one. Yeah, if, well, if you just, but the thing is, if you just turned around and went, okay, they'd be like... No, oh, I, I had one recently. Um, I was like, I was with my friend Dylan, and they these two men, it was so funny, because they got a bit nervous the first time they tried to come over, so they were like, this, 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 and I was like, what? And they were like, if you keep talking, you're gonna bore him and he won't fuck you. And I just, so I went, so I went, nice hairline, but I was leaning against the wall, so I stood up and I was in these shoes, so I'm like bigger than them. They, they fucking scarpered, they ran. Betty told the mates he chatted to a fit bird later on. It made me, it's the closest I'll probably ever feel to having BDE. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> We've already talked about like where, where you wanna go with the music, mm -hmm. what you're doing next. Mm -hmm. But this is a fashion podcast, I yes. suppose, is like how far can we take this with fashion? Are you really... Are you I, well, I love fashion. I'm... How often do you shop? For clothes? No. No, groceries. groceries. <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't really shop very often. I'm, like, my favourite day out is to go get, like, an iced coffee and go up the thrift, like, choose a high street and go up into the Chaz Is there anything you've got your eyes on at the moment? Ooh. Actually, something I had my eyes on just arrived. Do you want to see? Yeah, go for it. Where are my sunnies? Oh, yeah. I got these vintage wraparound Pradas. They are quite cool. Yeah. I'll give you that. I got them on eBay. They they were quite expensive, but I thought if I'm very wait, they say Prudu on them. <laughs> hey, I'm not opposed to a fake. I think if they look good, doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> is there anything missing from your wardrobe that you're like, oh, this is sick? I have too many clothes. There's more like my clothes are like pushing me out of my room at the moment. I'm trying to be like very selective with gifting and trying not to go out to the charity shops because I don't have any space. Best gifting you ever got? Oh, great question. Um, I got gifted by um, Rina Sawayama and uh, McHugh. The singer? Did, yeah, they did a collab. This skirt, this skirt is from it, and like, there was a top, a bag, and some sunglasses. That was very exciting. A while ago, I got the Aries Lee Jeans collab that's very, like, I thought that was, like, quite a fun one, a cool one. Best thrifting find you ever got? Oh, my God, I got so many. I got, like, Vera wine dresses. I've got, like like an aqua scoot and floor length like coat it's like oh it's gorgeous yeah i feel like the thrifting finds when you find like a real gem that's like euphoric to me that's like my crack <laughs> for someone that's so old you're actually quite like well versed Shut on like <laughs> your musty 30s ass <laughs> i had a mouthful of drink then <laughs> um you're like quite well versed on social media and like the future. I had no friends growing up. But like the future, the, I feel like you're quite forward, like in regards to technology. Like, mm -hmm. how do you feel about the way brands are moving into like Web 3.0 and like the metaverse? And I think it's like really cool. I think that, um, especially sustainability-wise, um, like that's how you can be like super avant-garde without number one breaking the bank, um, number two like just buying these pieces that you're gonna wear like once or twice which I'm actually quite guilty of, of doing. Um, I think especially for like content creators and like people in the fashion world, it would be so cool to showcase these designs and there's so much talent coming up in like 3D modeling. Um, I think it'll be really exciting to see what happens. Can you think of any, any brand that you've seen that's doing a 
a good job. I've seen there's a lot of very cool um, Eastern Asian designers that are starting to get very into metaverse fashion. I've had a few requests to like, they're like, send pictures in tight clothing and we'll dress you. And I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, yet to dabble in, but I've had a few requests. And I just think it would make for really cool content. Like, And it's cool to sort of have that hybrid between tech and social media and fashion. What would you dress your avatar in? What would I dress my avatar yeah. in? It's one outfit for the you know the rest of for, for forever. Yeah, forevermore. What's that dream fit? You know that photo shoot that Blondie did, and she's in the zebra coat. I thought Blondie was a lad, skateboarder. <laughs> she's in like a bathing suit and a zebra um, zebra coat, and it's very sexy and it's very cool and it's very eighties. I don't normally gravitate towards eighties fashion, but I love Debbie Harry. So Do you live through it, so you just like over it. Last day's joke, I'm sorry. It's last question of the podcast, to be fair. <laughs> Go on, see if you can get another one in there. Go on. We'll try. <laughs> is, right. De- is Debbie Harry like a style icon for you then? Yeah, when I was blonde, I had short blonde hair after Top Model, um, and I went as Debbie Harry for Halloween. And this was when I still lived in Scotland, and not a lot of my friends got it, which was very upsetting to me. And on that note... <laughs> Shall we take this to the bonus content? Let's go to the bonus content. Let's go to the bonus content. Let's, hey. get, you, let's get you a nice sit down. Very well done. Thank very nicely very done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Thank you for... I would like to make it clear that I've been doing a wide variety of jokes at Daniel and he's only had one punchline this entire time. I have been giving a wide variety of jokes at Simone this whole time and she hasn't picked up on any of them. That's what happens with age. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Cheers for coming on, Simone. Not this the bimbo the shaming. <laughs> This has been the main pod. Join us on the bonus content Bye. for more. I found the street of the house in which she stayed. And my diary's full of your name on every page. Cause I've read to my you're falling off with me. I'll try and try.